Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Just a word of warning before you listen to this week's uh, podcast. There is a rather... Is it an explicit story? I don't use any explicit words. I, I, ju- I just... It's one of the most explicit stories I've ever heard. And it just is so we had to put a warning in because it's just so shocking. It's just dropped in by Brandon when none of us expected it. <gasps> oh, I actually can't. I don't even know what else to say. That and discounted ham coming up. This is TV worth talking about. My gut tells me we're dealing with sophisticated ones. This is Shrine Podcasts. Trigger Point. This is Shrine Podcasts Trigger Point. I'm Hannah. I'm Brendan. And I'm Rebecca. And episode four delivered, in my opinion, the best episode of the series so far. We finally saw Wash and Carl do something about their ever-growing tension. Meanwhile, poor Billy went boom and John Hudson is looking more suspicious than ever before. This week, the befitting Brendan will have your thoughts and theories while the radiant Rebecca is on the recap. But first, guys, let's have a little catch up, shall we? Oh, my goodness. The alliteration there, Hannah. Well done. <laughs> Billy went boom. Poor Billy. Oh, my <laughs> Poor God. Poor Billy. I agree with you. This episode is definitely the best yet. And it was very, very emotional. as born and crying. Yeah, it was very emotional. It was a strong one now when I thought the set piece of Billy's explosion looked beautiful. I thought the shots and the colouring and everything looked really great. And then the Billy went boom. That just set me set me up for some alliteration this week. I was feeling it, you know. Um, I did see that somebody had messaged us this week to say that the director has changed. It's a director who's previously worked on Line of Duty that's done episodes four, five and six. So it's changed from whoever did one, two and three. Okay. Yeah. So that might have something to do with it. Yeah, it does look stunning now. No shade to the original director, but like it looks fantastic. It does. The story is also, it's it's all happening now finally because the first, I think, I feel like episode two just could have not happened. Yeah. Yeah. Episode two was a bit, bit, bit flat. Yeah. Yeah. But one, three and four have been great. Two, yeah. Yeah. I would have considered episode two actually worrying. <laughs> but um, I think four now is quite strong. But I was when I got to episode two, I was worried. You're um, worried. <laughs> yeah, I was worried. I was worried for myself. I was worried for us. I was worried for everyone. Um, but no, we're back on track now. Do you know what I mean? And I'm, I have my suspicions. I have my thoughts and theories. Tom, he was thrown out by Wash. Carl's the new guy on the scene. So yeah, I'm liking where things are going now for the last two episodes. Uh, any news from your week, Hannah? Any news for my week? Oh, I put my AirPods in the wash. Now, guys, I just want to quickly tell you this story because it's a part of a string of like technological difficulties that I'm having in my life. That like Jesus, are you are bad having enough. a few. This is the thing, and it's like 
honest to God, the biggest first world problems, but it's because there's been a string of them now. So I'm getting pretty pissed off. I was putting on a whitewash last week and I threw the AirPods in the washing basket to bring them downstairs. Well, they are white. Downstairs. You obviously put them through the wash. And I knew I did because I was like, where is that AirPod case? And the annoying thing was I had one. I had one in my ear and the other one was charging in the case. And I was like, I fucking know that's oh, in the washing no. machine. And I went over to the washing machine and there it was right shoved up against the door. <laughs> Long story short, right, there was a lot of drama involved. There was anger. There was like trying to stop the wash mid-wash. None of it works. But what I will tell you is that fucking AirPod charging case is working per. Perfectly. The only difference that since I went through a full wash is that it's slightly cleaner. The AirPod works perfectly when Does listening it? to things. Perfectly. The only thing I can't do is talk through it. So like I can listen okay. crystal right. clear. I just can't use it to talk. But I have the other one because the other one didn't go through the wash. Oh yeah, you can set it no. in your phone in the settings. You can set the microphone to just be on the working one because you can choose whether you want the mic on the left or the right ear. Brendan, are you joking? No, I swear to God, yeah. Uh, I always assumed they're in both. No, somebody showed me this before. You can choose which side you want the mic to be on. So pick, go into like settings, <gasps> Bluetooth, Air, Hannah's AirPods, and then you can choose which side you want that you can force oh it to be on one or the God. other. Oh, I could cry because I was like, I'm going to have to buy new AirPods. I literally couldn't live without them now at this stage. But the thing is, like, they work perfectly. It's just when I take the left one out, it's still picking up the recording and skewing it until you put it back in the box. Brendan, yeah, that try, made my try that now and see if that works. It should do. Oh my God. If I go quiet now in a minute, that's what I'm doing. I'm fiddling <laughs> with the setting. Do you think that they introduce that because people have lost one or put it in the wash? Yeah, probably. They do get lost very that easy. Great. Oh, they're very small, guys. Yeah. And to be honest, like I've had them for over a year, so I'm pretty impressed that like this hasn't happened sooner. Mm. I can take it, you know what I mean? Yeah, my cat actually often steals one of them. Or the case. He just Shaleem. likes to play with it. Yeah, Shalim does. He just does be taking the AirPods, yeah. He's into his music. Yeah. Listening to And guys, Anson, you know, interesting what you at and that came up this week. Did you watch that Nell scored apart from Trigger Point? Oh, I watched the whole of Inventing Anna on Netflix. Did you now watch I that? No, I saw it during the week. Is it worth it? Um, like... It's told very much so from the perspective of the journalist who wrote the story, which is interesting. But for nine episodes, I was a bit like, I'd love to know a bit more about how you wormed your way in, first of all. Do you know what I mean? Nine episodes is a lot as well. I did really enjoy the story, though. I I find the story fascinating, but I I do think it could have been a bit more. I don't know where else they could have cut one or two episodes out, perhaps. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's a bit long for what it is, but yeah, definitely worth a watch. I, I think HBO may have bought rights to um, one of her friend's books who was involved in the scheme. Well, she wasn't involved in it. She got duped by her. So I would be interested to see a different take on the story as well. I went to see Marry Me in the cinema. I haven't watched any series or anything this week, but uh, I went on Valentine's Day with a friend of mine. There was a, a couple in the cinema who uh, seemed to be enjoying the movie uh, immensely. There was a, uh, what? There was um, there was groaning at one stage. So I don't know, like if they were like really <gasps> impressed by J Lo's hair. And then at the end of the movie, when the cinema lights came up, um, your man was putting his jeans back on. So I think he might have had like two, one too many nachos. Maybe he was like quite full and maybe had to open his fly or something. I'm not sure what was going on. Brenda watching me putting his jeans back on, like not pulling them up. Well, like he was closing them. So I don't know I why. I would have rang the guards. I'm not even joking yet. <laughs> I would have rang the guards. So not sure what was going on there, but um, they seem to enjoy the movie. Uh, Great a lot. film. It's so good. The soundtrack's absolutely lit. 
love a bit of jail. I'm actually dying to see it. I went to see uh, Death on the Nile. Oh, yeah. It was a much more subdued screening <laughs> um, with me and some older people. But I actually really enjoyed it. Like, do you know what I mean? It's mm. that he didn't do what new, what was grand. Yeah. Um, and I watched This Is Gonna Hurt, the new Adam K. Oh, Adam yeah. Adam. I watched yes. the first Novel. episode. Yeah. I think that's the only one we have available over here. Don't get me started okay. on the BBC iPlayer so far. <laughs> um, so yeah, I'll be watching it one a week while I'm really enjoying it. That's good. Yeah, I must watch it. I haven't read the book, so I don't know if I should read the book first and then watch it. I usually like to do that with, with things. Yeah, the book is brilliant. Yeah, it seems like different from the book, but Rabbi I definitely read it. It's absolutely brilliant. There's actually two books now. We've done a Christmas special. Yeah. Dead a little right. stock and filler one, yeah. A little stock and filler. Dead right. Um, right, well, we get cracking on this recap. Yes, so episode four opens in the middle of the countryside where the burnt-out Prius getaway car from the LGBT pub slash apartment attack has been found. Now, it's been blown to bits and there are no fingerprints to be found on it. And the area is also a CCTV black spot. And that's also the reason why the field is quite popular with joggers. <laughs> and the, yeah, I just loved like, that in the first two seconds. I was like, Yeah, there were like any witnesses and they were like, no, none that uh, want to come forward anyway. <laughs> so it looks like the second cru- crusader used uh, petrol and a death charge to blow up the car. And Lana then shows Tom a photo of the pattern of the wires that are used in all three bombs. And she's just like, listen, I think the same professional could be responsible for all three attacks. She also then shows him a picture of the A to Z of London map that she found in John's locker. And uh, obviously it was had had the uh, locations of the bombs circled. Tom's very pissed off here with her and he's like, why did you go through his locker? It can't be used as evidence, but you're right bringing it to me and I'll take care of it. And then she walks away and he stares her out of it. Yeah, I, it's like, are they making it too obvious that Tom is... Yeah, I think yeah. so. I think so. Lana then gets a call from a police officer who tells her that her brother Billy hasn't shown up for an interview at the station. Lana tries to call Billy, but he doesn't answer his phone or his front door. I thought he was dead at this point. Same, same. Because she, she does keep trying to ring him throughout the whole episode. Yeah. Next, there is a briefing at Police HQ. A new gal that we actually had never met, I don't believe, called Moira Bloxham. She's head of operations for somewhere, but I actually couldn't really make out <laughs> where. It just said head of operations. So Well done, her. She's obviously important. Yeah. Anyway... She says that they've been looking through lists of ex-English English flag folk who had extremist views and they're trying to identify the second crusader. But she's like, hang on a second. The far right have actually changed tactics and they actually think now that they're targeting people with no convictions or history with the far right. So they're targeting people who are disillusioned, unemployed and can be easily groomed. Bregman then, in his stunning deep voice, thinks the crusaders attacked the West Haven flats to justify the mosque attack and that Andrew Phelan was chosen as the victim by Nick Roberts because Roberts believed that Andrew was from MI5 and was actually put in a cell with him in prison to get intel on the far right. So they're looking at other people who were hanging out with Roberts and it also turns out that Roberts had advanced prostate cancer and that could explain Mm. why he was prepared to act as a suicide bomber. Lana then says that she's almost certain that they're looking for the same bomber for all three attacks because of three distinctive elements. The chemical composition of the device HMX 319, or is it 319? I think it's 319. So that has been reported as classified at Porton Down. Um, And for those who don't know what Porton Down is, because it's mentioned a lot, it's where the Ministry of Defence's Defence Science and Technology Lab is located. Okay. Because they just kept mentioning this. And yeah. I was like, what? Tom thinks that the explosive could have found its way onto the dark web. 
But Lana says that the use of secondaries and the signature in the wiring indicates that the bomber had high military training, something that Bregman says significantly raises the threat. Now, there's a bit of a back and forth here between um, Marianne and Tom about when Tom found out about the, the wire situation. Yeah. Because it, like, if Lana's saying this now, it needs to be taken seriously. And Tom just kind of keeps being like, we need to keep an open mind and everything. Whereas Lana is very much set that this is one bomber and three attacks. Uh-huh. Um, so later on, Lana arrives at Billy's house. It's very messy. She's with her parents. It's Billy's birthday. So they come in and they're like, happy birthday, Billy. But Billy's done a Houdini and his car is gone. Val, who is Lana's mum, sees a bloody towel on the ground. And Lana Hatchie has to tell her about the incident with the butchers. And she's also like, Billy's not going out with your one Becky anymore. I was wondering why Lana kind of swiped it away so quickly but yeah that yeah that explains I was like oh why is she trying to hide that but yeah that explains why. I think she yeah. I think she just had to tell them then yeah, being yeah, like yeah, listen yeah. he's got into a bit of trouble afterwards Lana texts Carl asking him about his plans for the evening and she heads to the halal butchers to apologise on behalf of her brother and she offers to fix the window the butcher declines the officer um, but during their conversation he does reveal that he thinks that there was one more than one person involved yeah. so he thinks he heard a, like two voices at 2am when the incident happened. Um, so that is, we need yeah, to all figure out. Yeah, he was like they were drunk and shouting down the street. We need to figure out who Billy has been hanging around with. Lana then meets Carl for ice cream and they share a Sunday. She opens up about how her parents are very worried about Billy and she tells Carl about the butcher's window and how Billy has been charged with racially aggravated criminal damage. Carl's like, listen, Lana, I'm not making excuses for Billy, but I heard that Billy and John were on the Flaming Sambucas after Nut's funeral and that they left together. Have you ever done Flaming Sambuca? Yes. Yeah. It was a thing for a while. Like, I, people would just be lighting Sambuca's on fire. Oh, I just... Sambuca tastes like Bongella that you put on your mouth ulcers. So I prefer yeah. an Ambasol. I didn't, I didn't mind the taste of Sambuca, but I, I don't think I'd thank you for it's one anymore. It's very sticky. Yeah, it is very yeah, sticky. It's so sticky. I think that's why I don't There's like no it. There's no need to light it on fire. Like, it's completely, <laughs> like, unnecessary. <laughs> well, Billy Sambuca and would be my shot of choice now, guys, <gasps> but I did not know you could light it on fire. Have you never had... to drink fire? No, I think you light it on fire and then you blow it out and then you down it. It's stupid. I'm going now on Saturday now. I might try it. <laughs> Mind the Elmet. Yeah, be careful there. Um, so at the weird prefab bomb expo staff area, what are we calling that? Their base, isn't it? I don't know. It, it is it's like a weird. prefab though. They're always having tea and like doing crosswords yeah. together and stuff. And I'm like, With, where like, is this? With like the oldest yeah. sofa you've ever seen. Yeah. Like, yeah. get to DFS. Well, anyway, Lana pulls John aside and asks him about Billy. John's very confused and he does imply that him and Billy aren't friends at all and they haven't been hanging out. Lana then sees John leave with the A to Z of London map in his bag and she decides to follow him. And then she sees John eyeing up a Jewish centre. <laughs> it's, so it's just a bit... It's a bit obvious. <laughs> like, it's so obvious. Like, <laughs> It's just a bit wild. I don't know why I found. I just found it very weird. I was John like, oh God. needs to take, like, I would say five days annual leave and just fucking relax and stop being so suspicious and work. But meanwhile, this is what made me laugh even more. So Lana's watching Tom, or no, sorry, Lana's watching uh, John outside the Jewish centre and then Tom shows up. Yeah, because he's like, watching Lana. Because he's watching Lana. Yeah. yeah. And anyway, he's like, listen, what the hell are you doing? Because John's already under surveillance and he's like, leave the job to us or whatever. 
Back at the prefab staff area, Lana chats to another officer um, and it turns out that John never turned up on the day of the Five Oaks pub attack because he actually went home with a tummy bug right before the call came in. Very suspicious. Mm. Lana, Just a hammer at home there in case you haven't picked up on this 75 with their clues, including the circled map of everywhere a bomb has gone off from the last episode. You know, it's a, it's a bit now, isn't it? Maybe John was on the Vietnamese uh, weasel coffees if his stomach was a bit dodge. I mean, that's a likely story. Lana later tells Tom about um, the stomach bug situation. And Tom implies that if they did actually have anything serious on John, he wouldn't be on duty. And then Tom's like, I actually shouldn't be telling you any of this because there's a new DCI job coming up and I need to do things by the book. He just has eyes on that promotion. That's it. Yeah. Shit then hits the fan between Lana and John because she confronts him about the butcher's window and accuses him of grooming Billy. John chuckles and she then pushes him to the ground. Danny separates them. John says that he won't file a formal complaint because the pressure has just got to Lana after Nut's death. Lana then tells him to fuck off. Marianne is there and she's like, you need to take some personal leave. Lana is so angry and she's like, there's a psycho out there killing people. I'm not going to sit at home twiddling my thumbs. But Marianne says that her decision is final to which Lana, in true Kate Fleming style, replies, well, with respect, mom, it's bollocks. Yeah. Yeah, they are doing a few mates here and there, aren't they? There's a lot of mates scattered throughout, yeah. The writer's defo a fan of Line of Duty. At home, Lana FaceTimes Sonia about about HMX, HMX 319. Sonia says that the traces seem to be about 10 years old, so she's going to try and find out what military operations used them within the 10-year period and then maybe try and see who was involved, yada, yada. That night, Lana meets Carl at the pub for a game of pool, some fizzy drinks and some crisps, which I thought was lovely when you open up the crisp packet like that. Yeah, when you open it up flat and everyone can just have one. Yeah, have one or two each. Mm. Has to be flat. If you're in a pub, you have to open a crisp packet two sides and then lie flat. You just have to. You do. It's all going bomb chicka wah wah. There's finally a kiss. But then Lana gets a call for a private number. She has to step outside to take it because it's like (laughs) it's a really bad signal. (laughs) (laughs) Actually Commander Bregman and he has some bad news. They think her brother Billy is involved with the Crusaders because he's on the CCTV hanging out with Nick Roberts. It could be low level but they need Lana to call him and get him in for questioning because another attack could be imminent. Lana like, is, what a coincidence. Yeah, it is. Yeah, it like, is. Lana's brother is a crusader and that's what the whole show is about. And Lana is a bomb disposal. Sp- like, I mean, Jesus Christ, yeah. could we not put one person in between? The, she, like, do you know what I mean? Could it not have been like the brother's partner or something? Could you yeah, imagine just, you know, if you were her, how embarrassed you would be and how angry you'd be? You'd be like, you absolute idiot. Like, uh, can you not let me do my job without you being the person that I'm trying to fight? And the oh, fact yeah. that she's already had to um, to bail him out of jail for that, like, disgusting act against the halal butchers, like, he needs to just... Anyway. I know. Nick Roberts is obviously very convincing back in his heyday. Like, do you know what I mean? Yeah. And Billy's just very vulnerable. Anyway, Lana says that Billy's screening her calls and then DS Desai says that they need to just ring Billy. Lana needs to ring Billy and be like, Billy, I'm with Becky because they can see that Billy's been ringing Becky the whole time. Billy, I'm with Becky and she needs to talk to you. Which This is very like criminal minds type of learn the in shit, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> so anyway, Lana does just that. Uh, Carl actually comes out here for a second and he's kind of like, what's going on? We were smooching and she just legs it. She's like, sorry, I have to go. Yeah. So anyway, um, Billy's then driving around London 
Um, once he does see the text about Becky, now he rings Lana straight away. Lana is begging Billy to tell her where he is. And he eventually says he's meant to be picking up some friends at the Farringdon tube station, but they haven't turned up. And he's like, oh, they're laughing at me. They're having a laugh, blah, blah, blah. Instead, um, he actually is stuck in a protest. I think it's an anti-fascist protest. And he calls them lefty wankers. Mm -hmm. So he's stuck in a protest. He's waiting for his friends. They're not there. And Lana is like, oh shit, this is very, very weird. Lana then has to tell Billy that Nick Roberts is actually a terrorist. And he's one of the crusaders who killed Nutt. She then asks him if anyone's been near his car. Or if if he's noticed anything unusual or different about the car. Now, I want to cast your minds back to, I believe, was last week's episode, was it? Yeah. When she was like, oh, your car looks like it's been fixed. Mm. Like, is this all... Carl's a mechanic. He fixes cars. Did, did someone, you know... Yeah. Is this, is this too obvious, guys? Mm, I don't think it's too obvious because I didn't pick up on her saying that. Only you caught it. Yeah. So I don't think it's that obvious. No, okay. Um, <clears throat> so anyway, she's like, Nick is a terrorist. And she's like, what's going on with your car? Is there anything different? Poor Billy then spots wires underneath the foot mat. They're leading to the glove box. Billy opens it up and there's a bomb there. Poor Lana is trying to direct Billy from the tube station to a place called Cranstead Fields, which is a big park. And it's about two miles away. So she's like, I'll meet you there. Now, guys, I knew Billy was in danger here. I knew it was bad, but I just didn't expect what happened to happen. No. You knew from last week when she pointed out from Billy's apartment window that the car looked done up, that something was going to happen in that car, didn't you? I did, yeah, which I'm actually surprised about. Anyway... Billy is beyond panicked, guys. He's like, Lana, can you please tell mum and dad I'm sorry? It's it's quite sad. There's now a buzzing noise coming from the device and an eight-minute timer starts counting down. And Billy is trying to speak to Lana and then his feckin' battery dies. Yeah, the stress of that. (laughs) (laughs) A helicopter circles overhead as Lana races to meet her brother at the park. Officers arrive at the scene. They try to evacuate the public. Billy speeds onto the field and Hass tries to calm him down. And then some of the lads who are playing football walk up to the car. They're like banging on the windows. Oh my God. I was like, can someone (laughs) tell them that there's a bomb attached to the feckin' door of the car? That the car is now a bomb. It's, oh my, I was like, I I thought, I was like, Jesus Christ, right? So the officers are trying to evacuate everyone. Lana gets there. She runs to the car window. She's trying to see where the, like, the bomb through the window as well. So she's like, trying to look at the glove compartment, trying to look underneath the car. Time is ticking. At this point, Billy is hyperventilating. Lana says the timer makes no sense. She's wondering how the bomber would know where Billy's going to be when the device goes off. And Hass is like, do you think it's a decoy? Anyway, now, guys, there's less than two minutes left on the timer. Lana seems certain that the timer is a trick. So she thinks that they've put it there so that Billy does open the door and set off the bomb. Lana begs Billy to sit still and to trust her. She actually just leaves him for a second to go get her bomb disposal equipment, which I'm not sure why someone couldn't have handed Brought it, it to over her. to her. Um, and the timer then starts making, like, crazy noises. It's counting down to 30 seconds. It's frantically beeping. Billy calls out for Lana. He completely loses it. He unlocks the door and he opens the door and the bomb is set off. It goes up in flames. Lana, Tom and all of the officers watch in shock, horror and disbelief. And it then fades to black. So Billy's gone. That night, Lana calls over to her distraught parents. The three of them hug each other on the couch and they all sob together. Um, And Lana then actually later goes to see Carl at the garage and they hug and then it turns into a very passionate kiss and I assume more after that because Mm. the next morning she wakes up in his bed. She looks at her phone. Tom has rang her four or five times. 
she listens to Tom's voicemails and we hear him kind of being like, you know, are you okay? I'm here for you. I don't want you to be alone. Please let me know where you are. Lana then leaves Carl's and she actually goes back to the park where Billy was killed. Forensics are taking photos of the scene and Lana spots John and some very ominous music plays. And that is the end of Trigger Point episode four. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Very good. Nailed it, Rab. Nailed it. Um... I just, I don't think it's John. It's it, it's just far too obvious. And he's like, he's almost like cartoon style sinister. <laughs> yes, like he's almost hissing at her. Every, yeah, know, it's like dun, 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 every yeah. time he comes on screen. So I don't think it's him. I don't think it's Tom. But I think the most likely one is Carl. It's, such it's a just because like, so, they get on great. It feels know, like a real connection. I know, and that's why I don't want it to be him. I don't want it to be Carl. I'm like, can it be Sonia? Is her name Sonia? Yeah. Can it be someone that we're like, oh, Jesus, Danny, Sonia, one of the fellas she works with who we, we don't really know much about. I, I don't think know. it's the guy from Vigil. Yeah. Because they've done a dramatic look on him at the end of yeah. the last episode as well. And they, they the camera hovered on him when the policeman was found with his throat slit yeah. upstairs. And in the first episode as well, I just thought it was real suspicious the way he just kept his mask on over his mouth the whole time. I'd, yeah. Like he's nothing. not he's not the second crusader who slit the throat of the other guy, but he, he no. is the is he the inside man who's involved. There's obviously a lot of crusaders. Like it can't just be two fellas. Yeah. Your man Nick who Can is, you guys Sorry, can you guys remind me how we met Carl again? Because I remember him being in the pub in episode yeah. one, but where he did was, he come from? No, he was just at the drinks. So he was at the drinks at the funeral, at a, a Nuts funeral. And him, um, I think I'm right in saying that him and Lana served together in Afghanistan. Yeah, or did they train together or something? Yeah. yeah, something like that. They trained together or worked together before. Okay. But he left the military and obviously is now a mechanic. Yes. Yeah, so that's how and that happened. Mechanic. Okay, grand. So I he, was getting he, confused. I was like, did he leave the like the police force and is now mm, a mechanic? But he, no, they know he, each other he, from he, the military. He is ex-military, yeah. Like, like he Which knows like, how to make bombs. He'd be known how to twist yeah, some cool. wires. He knows how to fix up some cars. Yeah. Yeah. Like he's fully qualified. <laughs> In both areas. Yeah. Yeah. He's um, checking every box, but maybe that's a bit obvious as well. Well, there's one person that the three of us haven't um 
suspected that our first Tom? thought and theory it's not Tom no <laughs> sorry Tom is getting another Tom. second apartment with this new DCI job yeah 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 the glamour maybe he needs the promotion to pay the rent or the mortgage um, so uh, Hannah Warman says absolutely love the show look forward to listening to your hilarious tangents every week I don't think John's dodgy I think he suspects one of the other members of the team that's why he's he comes across as a totally dodgy arsehole oh that's good he's, yeah. he's doing his own inside investigation so Hannah says this is a wild theory, but what if it's Lana? She did She did nothing to stop her mate going towards the van in the first episode, then got promoted far too easily after he'd been blown to bits. She failed to save the man in the mosque, didn't seem to be trying that hard to save her brother either. Uh, a lot of people did say this in the emails this week. Um, maybe she thought she knew the device was fake, so believed she could get him out safely. Um, she absolutely doesn't love Tom, but keeps up the weak pretense that she does so she can keep up to speed with the investigation and feed him information to steer the police away from the actual culprits. Um, and then Hannah says, my less wild theory is that nobody is bent. We, the viewers, have just decided somebody must be because that's uh, what we know and love. And it's actually just a group of bad terrorists doing bad terrorist things. Um, P.S. I'm totally with Hannah that mushrooms, onions and cheese should be avoided, but would definitely drink weasel <laughs> shit coffee in the name of embracing the local culture after I had checked that the animals were happy with their working conditions, obviously. Yeah, it's a Hannah thing. Yeah, it is a Hannah thing. <laughs> Love it. Um, I, I, we would eat a gorgeous meal together, I feel, and be difficult to order, but like appreciate each other. What do we think of Hannah's um, wild theory that it could be Lana? Um, I think that's like wow I hadn't thought of things like that however I don't think I do believe sorry Lana was trying to save Billy because the reason why Billy was blown up was because he opened the car door Lana told him not to yeah but she did walk away from the car to go over chatting to the lads like she didn't even just run and grab her helmet and come back like she was standing over having a chin wag yeah I know yeah no that's very interesting happy a lot of people aren't happy that she went off and um, had a special time with Carl straight after her brother died. Yes. Now, that didn't bother me, but there was a, a backlash about that now. On you do media. see this in, like, TV and film, though, sometimes, when people get, like, really, like, stressful or traumatic news that they just end up in a, an embrace. They were going to ride anyway. Yeah, just you know, some people, their emotions were really like maybe high. She wanted to get out of her head and she was like, fuck my whole life. I'm just going to go and do this mad thing with, yeah. with Carl. Yeah, and yeah. they kissed earlier. So it wasn't like completely out of the blue. Yeah. Um, Natasha messaged us on uh, shrinepodcast.com she said thought I'd send a message on this as you all <laughs> repaid the subscription uh, let you get your money's worth really enjoyed last week's episode but wasn't too sure about episode 4 um, oh. I thought the part with uh, the brother was really well done but I think a lot of other things haven't been referred to again or ignored the firearms officer who got killed in the flats nobody seemed bothered about that or barely mentioned it also Danny's character is a little underused anyway enjoying the series and your podcast as well keep up the good work so yeah yeah, they they haven't really referenced the slitting of the throat again since, yeah. We did see Danny a lot now and we haven't seen him really. In this mm. episode, he just pulled Lana away from John. That was it. Yeah. Uh, Pete says, I want to know what the Prius's tyres were made of. The whole car burned to fuck, but the tyres were unharmed. <laughs> uh, Dave Busby says, that Carl is behind it all, a bent mechanic. Mm. Richard Orr says, it definitely feels like Tom is hiding something, especially how he randomly ends up following Lana and stopping her. Yeah, like fo- <laughs> pr- following the person who was following the person. And she's always like, do you have any updates about HMX 319? Yeah. And he's like, yeah, 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 they're working Can't on that. And anything. he won't give her the update on it. So no. mm, that's yeah. a bit suspicious. Uh, Catherine Belcher says, great episode. I have a couple of theories. What if the sniper police guy actually shot the car to trigger the bomb? 
and that Billy didn't open the door. But we didn't, I don't think, I don't <gasps> oh. think there was a gunshot. Which is the guy with the, the mask the, from Vigil. Yeah, 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 yeah. Cal is his name mm. in real life. What's his name in this? Robbins. Uh, Robbins, uh, I think. I'm not sure. Yeah. Uh, Don says, first of all, love the podcast. Make my um, uh, Wednesday into work much more fun. Still think Lana has the wrong guy in mind as the Bent Expo. I had a closer look at the sniper from the last episode. It's not the same guy as John. I think the sniper might have been Hass or the guy that offered Lana a brew before she went to New Scotland Yard. Mm. Yeah, your man who was like, "Oh, John was on uh, had a tummy bug." I don't oh, know his yes. name. Yeah, 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 yeah. What's yeah. his name? Because mm. he's just been hiding in yeah. plain sight, but we've never. Yeah, we yeah. I, we need to find out more about him. Uh, but Don says the A to Z map has thrown me though. I'd also be interested to see if they recover any of the bomb from the wreckage. The timer reset was very unexpected. Yeah, it ca- counted down, went blank, came back on, and then had thirty seconds. It was. A bit Do you think that's why Lana thought that it was uh, just, just a, a to, fake, to panic him yeah. so he'd open the door? Um, he's like maybe remotely triggered by a bent expo. Uh, mm. Kirsty H says, Ginger John is not a baddie, clearly being set up to look that way. I suspect Carl, even though I'm quite taken with him, episode Same. four, clearly the best so far. A lot of people in the Thoughts and Theories this week, very taken but by can Carl. Can someone not just be good I, or of like, course, yeah, of you can, know, yeah. like, can yeah. someone just be good? Well, where were the ones making them all out to be bad? <laughs> Uh, Tracy Thompson says could someone be getting at Lana best friend killed and now her brother perhaps it isn't about a big picture but about Lana specifically when the mechanic took Lama La- Lama home Lana home the night of the funeral mm. we never saw what happened no, perhaps he was with Lana's brother at the butchers and not the A to Z guy Vicky's characters uh, don't always make good decisions in bereavement do they uh, brilliant episode love the podcast uh, Claire agrees with that the bombing campaign is targeted around Washington they are taking away people she loves because of something she did in the army or failed to do i.e. their family died and now they're going to take away hers yeah. um, Jules says what a twist yeah, getting I rid of Billy I think it's way more than a coincidence sorry Brendan yeah, no, but yeah, I yeah. just totally agree with that point yeah. because everyone around her is dying yeah. it's definitely personal to Lana which mm-hmm. makes me think it's not her that's doing it but she's done something yeah. like I don't know whether it's related to the war but she's done something to someone and now this is like revenge against her yeah, yeah. would love like I would have loved a few flashbacks between her and not in Afghanistan. Yeah. I do feel like that's that that's missing in we this might series. Get them, yes. No, he said that. Oh, remember he said yeah, there was yeah, going to yeah. be no more flashbacks mm. relating to what he filmed. But he was in and out. Yeah, only one episode. He said he was busy doing a Martin Comston on it uh, Jewel says what a twist getting rid of Billy is the plot now personal to Lana everyone close to her seems to be coming a cropper uh, why on earth did she leave her brother alone in the car and uh, didn't uh, get someone to come to her uh, Jewel says the show's definitely improving uh, Phil King says fellas I've completely given up with the show now great cast but feels like a GCSE drama project in terms of acting and plot I'm just here for the water tank and coffee so advice going inspired. forward keep up the great work well thanks Phil King I don't, it's not remotely like a GCSE drama project. I mean, that might have been applicable to that absolute racket in season one of Line of Duty. Do you remember the the one with the really intense techno The man who got to bed a dorm. Yeah. There's some dodgy shots, but episode four was good now and I'm with that person. It's definitely improving. That's like um like feedback I'd get on my journal in school, like improving, but like not yeah. um, meeting her full potential. That's always the shit they used to tell me in school. I think it was full attention this week and 
also really emotional, like really emotional. Yeah. Um, and finally, we'll the, have the final thought this week from Monkey Thumbs 68, who says, and Ooh, I agree. This person, they're very observant. What a waste of a caramel bar. Waste in, uh, rest in pieces. There was a Tunnock's caramel bar in the car when, he, when Billy lifted up the mat to look for the wire. Oh, yeah. Or was it when he opened the glove box? Yeah. It's one of my favourite snacks. It's, there's a really good chew in it. It was a, yes. ton, a Tunnock's caramel bar. And that obviously uh, blew up along with Billy when oh Billy my went God, bang. Poor Billy. Oh, Jesus Christ. What was he? Nick Robbins, Roberts. Nick Roberts was a dodgy character. Yeah. Yeah, so those are the sweet sausages. Can I just ask about a tonux? That's like a wafer, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. it's wafer and caramel, like really chewy caramel covered in chocolate. It's in that like gold and red foil wrapper. They mm. are delicious. Mm. Really, yeah, really chewy. Yeah, you one of them a cup of tea now, wouldn't you? Oh, absolutely, yeah. The perfect oh, accompaniment to a cup of tea. With my weasel coffee. Oh, no, not for me. <laughs> never, I'm never having the weasel coffee, no. So, guys, another quiet um, and quiet week from Jed. He hasn't been saying much. He did, however, retweet some stats from our friends at the ITV Press Centre, um, which bigged up the show. I'm just getting them up here for you now. One moment, please. Um, he has please some hold. gorgeous information about how well it was performing. I'm just going to kill the time until I can find the tweet because I exited the tab. Just one moment. I think this no, is can't find this, it. So I, I think brilliant. the stats have been good. Oh, <laughs> They're good. Millions of people go. have watched. IT so trigger point is ITV's highest rated drama in the past twelve months. Oh. Now only twelve months. But uh, with nearly ten million viewers watching the launch episode and that was released last week. So that's good. What was the one last year? Was it was Marcella last year or was that the year before? Guys, I still have you watched seen, season three? No, yet. I, re- I I still haven't seen the third season like, of Marcella. It is chaotic, and I know you'd love it. Like it's chaotic is the only. Isn't word. it like a completely different show? It's it's, it's complete. It's not. It's not related to seasons one and two at all. Like at all. It's it's completely a, different. She basically plays a different character. <laughs> like it is wild. I need, I need to watch it. I, I will. I'll get around to it at some point. Surely it's on Netflix. You will at this cry stage. laughing, Rebecca. They just wrote off like anyone that had anything to do with the first two seasons, including Marcella's entire family, her look. <laughs> Marcella. She's undercover in Belfast, isn't yeah. she? For the character. Like anything. She's not even called Marcella for most of it, is she? She's a different name. (laughs) And then there's that one scene. She's undercover. Then there's that one scene with your man, Hannah, where both of us nearly fell off the sofa. I nearly fucking died. I want Rebecca to see that. I text friend and I was like, did you not? I actually nearly (laughs) fell off the bed watching that. I just wasn't. Expecting it. Oh my God, I'll have to give it a watch now. Did you see that they're doing a second season of Bloodlands? Yes. Maybe Jed Mercurio tweeted that this week because didn't he write that? Or did he, he has something to do with it, he produces it. Uh, he was producing it. Or yeah. And the man is flat out. Ah, uh, he is, yeah. Um, here, I have the what's coming up on episode five. Four paragraphs now, guys. Excuse oh, me. Oh, oh I'm all ears. Get comfy. Oh, my God. Someone's obviously put it back to the way it was in they ITV. Said, okay, they threw caution to the wind. They found a happy so, medium. Lana struggles to come to terms with her personal loss and her failure to prevent the explosion. Supported by a clinical psychologist, now I am glad that that's happening, she begins to explore her grief and begs Hamilton to allow her to resume her professional duty. So finally, it sounds like someone has said, this woman needs to go on stress. Well, also, but she had been... 
you remember Hamilton had told her that she needed to take some time off because she like jumped on um, John so maybe she just hadn't been allowed back because of that they actually don't really care for her mental health at all guys Lana <laughs> should like, not have been trying to defuse the bomb in a car that her brother was in like no. she should not have been yes maybe ring him and tell him to get there but someone else should have been doing that like she should not have been at that scene she still shouldn't be back at work after Nut no. died in front of her eyes like I'm not being bad guys like first of all everyone around her is blown up second of all I know that like this is probably budgetary issues but it is a bit mental that there is one her and Danny Tom and like a couple a handful of other people the guy from Vigil they're the only people that are showing up to these bombs that are all <laughs> over different parts like London yeah, or England yeah. or whatever town it's set in it is a bit ridiculous isn't it that she'd have even been there when, when her brother was going to blow up and stuff it's just a bit much but anyway Carl pushes for a deeper relationship with Lana so that he can better help and support her mm. but she is confused about her feelings for Thom and unable to make decisions <laughs> about her personal <laughs> life at a time of such intense crisis I mean completely fucking fair enough she doesn't Kendra, like Tom though like she does not she doesn't like Tom but like she doesn't want a deeper relationship with Carl like her she, brother just literally was blown uh, up I know but like she clearly does not like Tom I don't know why I'm like what is the crack here every time you say Tom with the H being heard it reminds me of this story this is completely irrelevant but a friend of mine oh, who I will not name right was Can once I guess after yeah was once with a guy called Tom with a H and um, my friend brought Tom home and li- like little li- little Tom wasn't able to perform so Tom used oh my god so Tom used his thumb and pretend- no. yes I have to leave I what is this podcaster did to? Oh my god! Sorry, Tom, sorry. Tom used his thumb <laughs> and to put an explicit warning. <laughs> Tom used his thumb and like didn't reference it, and my friend was like, "That's <gasps> clearly your thumb." So ever since we've referred to him as Tom Thumb. I am going but to die. He was also going to die. He was also you have jo- Tom with a H. Are we going to cut this out? Are we actually leaving this? Well, in? I didn't name anyone except for Tom Thumb. Is his name Tom, though, in real life? Yeah. Like, poor Tom is going to hear this podcast, maybe. We're going to have to beep it out. <laughs> anyway. Well, it was a little Tom indeed. <laughs> Moving on. Counterterrorism officers identify the bomber and... Lo- oh, okay. So oh, God, do they? Oh, they, they identify the bomber. <laughs> Why are they giving us this information, guys? <laughs> Sorry, it's... Absolutely Someone at ITV has definitely handed in their um, <laughs> their wild. notice period, and they're just like, "Fuck it." <laughs> Sorry, I actually can't breathe. <laughs> I was in Duns during the week, right, <laughs> doing the weekly shop, and you know that section. Sorry, I was in a supermarket. Actually, I'm a massive and you fan know of that Duns. section where they put the stickers on the food to um, like discounting. Yeah, the yellow stickers. When the yeah. expiry date is coming up, right? Yeah. Um, I was like, oh, look, there's a few packets of ham. Ciso loves ham. I was like, I'll grab those. They'll be a nice treat. But this is like a couple of days ago and the ham wasn't expiring until like the end of February. So I was like, someone is after handing in their notice and they were like, fuck this supermarket and just put yellow (laughs) stickers on everything. And I feel like that same energy. I'm getting off these descriptions. Um, So counterterrorism officers identified the bomber and launched a massive manhunt Lana briefs her team on the suspect, so presumably isn't Lana. Sorry, I and just the turned method- on one second. I said, hey, this podcast has gone from like, oh yeah, like by the show to like, <laughs> some man's thumb. 
Like, guys, I honestly, I'm just, I'm past because I want to be dead. I, I can't, can't believe breathe. I heard that story. I, I can't breathe. breathe. Like, in five minutes, this guy's I can't. I'm actually crying. Like, there's tears. Oh, my good God. <laughs> no. No, we've gone too far. <laughs> I can imagine how thrilled you were as well when you found out the ham actually had a lot of, uh, you know, there was a lot of time left on it. I would have thought it would have gone furry or something. <laughs> ham! The fridge is full of ham, guys. <laughs> so they identified the bomber. So yeah, they, so next week's episode, they identified the bomber and Hannah, did you say well, a manhunt? We well have said, we identified the bomber and it isn't Carl Thom or Lana because Lana is briefing her team on the suspect and the methods and techniques he used he he used in planting the devices oh. she is determined not to lose anyone else well I'd fucking hope so there'd be no one left <laughs> the expo team are called out to a device targeting a radio station guys oh, very close to Jesus home. Covering the upcoming election, causing counter-terrorism officers to expect a connection between the, sorry, now who is this, between the Progressive Alliance and the bombing campaign. The threat intensifies when the team are alerted to a possible device. Oh, here's the answer to the question. At Alliance HQ. Oh no, Alliance, never mind. I thought that was the name of the bomb place. Um, okay, so we've got, we had the fucking Crusaders. We've had the English flag and now the Progressive Alliance. Okay, that's episode five, which is the second last episode of the season. Yeah, and like usually if, you know, if they're going to follow the natural layout of a drama, this will be the pinnacle big drama build up before we we teeter off in episode six. So this will be the big one. Well, the bomber is identified, so (laughs) yeah. In the second paragraph. And we've got two, like a device in a radio station and a possible device at Alliance HQ. So two bombs. And the bomber identified and a manhunt and a targeted radio station. Well, I'm looking forward to episode five. So am I. I'm just not recovered from episode four of our podcast. <laughs> Jesus no, I don't Christ. know if we can, like, if we had a lawyer, like, or, like, I feel like we should run it past them, but we don't. No so one's identifiable. It's absolutely fine. It's not defamation if it's true. <laughs> <laughs> They're going to see us for the Patreon money, guys. <laughs> Right. I'm going to have to hand over the rights to the website. <laughs> How will people email us? Yeah, no, people have to get in touch. And I'm actually really, like, we're really grateful to people who've actually gone over yes. to the website and emailed us via the website because, you know, Sorry. it's a lot of effort. It, it's not a chore. It's a stunning <laughs> website where you go and read articles and we've written with our own hands and... <laughs> Look at a stunning layout. No, it's lovely, but it's very um, nice of people to go via the website, especially. Do you know? No, it is. It is very good. And we've gotten lots of special messages from the website. So, guys, any last thoughts, theories, notions, tidbits, horrifying stories about people whose friends have slept with other people? No, I just, to bring it back to the show, I think it's going to be Carl. <laughs> Okay, I think it is the man from Vigil, Cal McAnich, and we think his name might be Robin. Oh, yeah. Um, you know, I, I think it's pointing to be Carl, but that's, I, I think it could be your man from Vigil. Imagine if it was John and they were just like, fuck it. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, imagine. Do you know what I mean? Or is it like Bregman or someone? Is it someone higher up who's pulling the strings and who's bent, you know, at the top? Well, I mean, A high-ranking officer with long... Out. Re- like long running links to organised crime you know <laughs> maybe it's someone like that I don't know I, like at this stage 
I don't know who else they can kill off unless it's Lana herself. Yeah, surely right, nobody else gets killed off now. We just find out who the bomber is and then mm-hmm. there's a court appearance in the final episode or something. Really know. looking forward to next week's episode. Thought this week's episode was great. Felt very bad for Billy and poor Billy. Yeah, that's a nice place to leave it. I enjoyed episode four thoroughly. I am looking forward to episode five. Don't know what episode six is going to be. You know, I don't know what there's going to be left to do. We might get a bit of a court case. Um, mm. We have to wait and see. But that is it, pets. As always, this episode will go up early for Patreon subscribers. It will go up right after we record it. It's Tuesday afternoon. Um, and you can become a subscriber at patreon.com forward slash shrine pod for four euro a month. You can send your thoughts and theories into us on Facebook, Twitter and Instagram at ShrinePod or you can head over to our absolutely beautiful website, ShrinePodcast.com where you can read stunning articles, you can browse five pages, you can um, <clears throat> see what our most latest Instagram posts and podcasts are and by a very special form, you can submit your thoughts and theories. That is it. Uh, we will be back <laughs> next Wednesday to talk all about who the bomber is, guys. I'm excited. For the big reveal. For the big reveal. Have a gorgeous week, everyone. Goodbye. Bye-bye. Bye. Thanks for listening. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Use the Stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM. The secret to visibly firmer, summer-ready skin is here. Osea's number one best-selling Andaria Algae Body Oil. Clinically proven to instantly improve skin elasticity and transform dull, dry skin to silky, soft, and unbelievably glowing. Rich yet never greasy, Andaria Algae Body Oil is formulated with sustainably sourced seaweed to help replenish the skin's moisture barrier and seven nourishing active botanical oils for results you can see and feel all over. The best part? It's signature scent. A blend of freshly squeezed grapefruit, cypress, and mango mandarin transports you to sun-kissed summer days. This all-natural scent is unforgettable. Everything Osea makes is clean, vegan, cruelty-free, and climate-neutral certified, so you never have to choose between your values and your best skin. Get healthy, glowing skin for summer with clean, vegan skincare from Osea. Get 10% off your first order site-wide with code GLOW at oseamalibu.com. That's O-S-E-A-Malibu.com code GLOW.